Welcome to the Advertising Show, America's only radio program focusing on advertising, media, marketing, product development, branding, new media, sales and customer relations. Stay with us for entertaining marketing discussion and our special guest interview. Now, here are your hosts, Ray Shillins and Brad Forsythe. Welcome back to the Advertising Show. It is being brought to you by Advertising Age magazine. Visit AdAge Live, uh, online that is, at AdAge.com. And uh, the Advertising Show, by the way, a big radio midgets production. No shortage of great guests here at TheAdvertisingShow.com, and this week is no exception. It's Mark Joyner, author of Simpleology, The Simple Science of Getting What You Want. What a concept, huh? So, we are here, and we hope you'll stick around with us. We've got Mark for a few segments, and uh, also looking forward to hearing in just a few moments from Patrick Meyer, our marketing insider. It's called Sex in Pipes. Hmm. <laughs> okay? And Jeffrey yeah. Gittimer, uh, our sales trainer, is with us a little bit later on. Be a success. In other words, talk about the uh, successful things you have done. That's a great way to market yourself as well. So, we've got Mark uh, and uh, Ray Shillings and Brad Forsyth here. And uh, Discovery Channel, uh, Discovery Communications, what a great company. I love that uh, place. Mm -hmm. uh, making one of the more aggressive mobile content plays uh, seen to date among uh, traditional media companies. Good for them. The company said it plans to launch 14 original mobile series this year on Discovery Mobile. It's a 24-hour mobile network. For, uh, I'm not even actually aware of the mobile network. That's kind of cool. Four of the uh, the new third screen shows will revolve around Discovery's environmentally focused Planet Green initiative, including an eight-episode Green Space, which highlights individuals' efforts to protect the environment in small ways, and another one called Go Green, a service-oriented, eco-friendly series due in the uh, third quarter of this year. And there's, a, there's also a 26-episode series. This sounds like a fun show. It's called What Are the Odds? Sounds like something you might hear on... Oh, PBS or NPR or something. A 26-episode series kicking off that explores the odds of rare occurrences, ranging hmm. from winning the lottery to bumping into an old friend. How about that? And TLC's yeah. Life Essentials. So a whole bunch of cool stuff is coming from uh, Discovery Communications. Keep up the good work, guys. You're doing a lot of good stuff. So it's yeah. Good. And, you know, if you're a cable network nowadays, you got to have some kind of programming draw, right? Not just, you know, well, what did we say a few years ago? I think the number one... Uh, what was it? It was the number one yeah. cable network during the holidays was the Fireplace, the Fireplace Channel, Channel, I think exactly. you reported. Exactly. Yeah, yeah it was great. And, and so I'm glad to see we've come a long way since then. One, one thing know, that Discovery, by the way, before we get off them, that they took mm -hmm. away from me personally, which really kind of irritated me, was Discovery mm -hmm. Wings. It was all about aviation, and, yeah. uh, and they replaced it with a Discovery Military Channel. Now... It's not that I don't mind that they have a military channel, but how many times can you see a Sherman tank uh, or something well, like that? And plus, you know the ending to all of those. So, exactly. you know, it's kind of like watching, ti uh, you know, the uh, Titanic. You know the ending. Yeah, uh, and who was the guy? You, you're a big uh, do-it-yourself uh, fan, and I know you like those uh, sure. remodeling kind of shows and, uh -huh. and you and uh, Bob Vila go back uh, a long way. We're you used very to drink close. together. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Uh, Curious, the the guy that does the uh, ABC home makeover show, he was busted Ty for... Ty Pennington, yeah, he got yeah. in a little trouble. Basically. A little drinking and driving issue, but came clean, had a good publicist, would knew to come out and say, you know, I shouldn't have done that, it's yeah. not right to do that, and uh, I'll have another beer in a couple of days. I don't know what he <laughs> said, but... Uh, drink and drive, that's Yeah, all. what, are, what yeah. our kids have to look up to nowadays. I don't know. You know, I was going to be a carpenter, but now I don't like beer, so I can't do that. I'm not sure uh, that Ty actually is a carpenter. I well, maybe there's a little bit. <laughs> well, that's true. I demoted him there. He's yeah, a right. general contractor, probably. Something like that, yeah. 
Yeah, you know, la- uh, w- you, you mentioned television, and last year ABC was considered a pioneer offering shows for download after they aired on on their uh, network. But now the the same network is testing another new innovation, uh, offering high def programming in beta form this summer. Ray, beginning in mm. July, ABC will offer episodes of Lost. Desperate Housewives, Grey's Anatomy, and Ugly Betty. I'm not a fan of that, but it's a popular show. Uh, on an upgraded ABC.com broadband player, which is uh, an industry first, frankly. When, when the uh, new season launches in September, an expanded HD programming lineup will be presented, and ABC.com also will showcase national news and local content on its full episode player as well. So it'll really? be interesting. I think ABC's really taken the lead in uh, doing things in an innovative way online, don't you think? As we said with Discovery Channel as well, you kind of got to have to do that or else you're left yeah. in the dust, basically, right? Right. Exactly. Right. Uh, let's see. Toys R Us uh, is doing something. Let's see. Uh, what do they have here? They selected Hill Holiday Connors uh, for Creative Tours, an estimated 90 million account following a review. Uh, the Interpublic uh, uh, Group Agency in Boston overcame Omnicom's DDB in Chicago and Independent The Richards Group in the final round. And they've got some really cool stuff. Uh, they're They're coming up with like a... Oh, I don't know. It's kind of a, 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 a toy type thing uh, to help promote uh, some of the stuff at Toys R Us. Uh, which to- is a, you mean like a toy character exactly, type thing? Exactly. Yeah. Yes. I got you. So they're they're uh, it's kind of cool what they've uh, what they've got. And Hill Holiday is having a good week. They've got a couple of other big accounts as well. Right? Congratulations! If they're if you're out with anybody from Hill Holiday, they're buying the drinks. Okay. Right. Exactly. You know what you're saying there. How about if we uh, bring on Patrick Meyer here uh, right before we uh, join up with Mark Joyner, who, by the way, is actually living in tomorrow. And the reason I say that, tomorrow. And I'm going to tell you why in just a minute. Let's listen to that. Welcome to Understanding the Future Now. It's the Marketing Insider featuring Patrick Meyer. Today I'm going to talk to you about sex and pipes. Yes, Brad, you heard me right, sex and pipes. If you climb into the minds of CMOs today, one of the topics that's standing out is technology. How do I step forward on new media, new technology? It's moving so quick. My agency doesn't have a clue. My team internally, they haven't had a chance to embrace it. So they all want to know what to do about marketing and technology. So one day I'm taking one of my top clients, CMO, through a roadmap we created on new technologies and how to integrate it into the business over the next two to three years. He goes, hold it, I've got it. What you're telling me it's about is sex and pipes. Sexy content that makes the consumer scream with delight. And the pipes are new forms of media, new forms through cell phones and video on demand. So it's all about moving sexy content through these new pipes. And that's what the consumer will love. So how do you start? It's a little bit of ready, fire, aim. Don't hesitate. Jump in. Take 1%, 2% of your media budget and put it into some form of lead technology. Cell phone, SMS, retail, video on demand. Second, look at your video assets. What do you have? What do you have as content? So what kind of content do you have that you can share behind the scenes on this new form of media? Third, get your research people in a room. Create some metrics to start to test and to gauge. How are you doing? Fourth, create a roadmap. Lay out where are the corridors that you want to be focused on. You can't be everywhere. So pick out those that are right for your brand and your brand experience. So my friends, all I ask you to do is just jump in. Sex and Pipes, build it into your marketing plan, and get out of the gate. Let's go. You've been listening to the Marketing Insider, heard every week here on The Advertising Show. Join us next week for more insight into the future of marketing. I'm Patrick Meyer, and remember, the marketing revolution is now. Thank you, Patrick, on The Advertising Show with Ray Shillings and Brad Forsyth and Mark Joyner, author of Simpleology, The Simple Science of Getting What You Want. And who doesn't want that? 
And the question is, uh, before, what is, uh, by, by the means that he's living in tomorrow, because uh, Mark is actually in New Zealand, where mm-hmm. it is not today, it's tomorrow. It's not Sunday, it's Monday. He's we across have, that date line, yes. So I, I want to ask Mark how I'm doing tomorrow. You know, yeah. Am I having a good day, Mark? I mean, come on. Uh, anyway, actually, Mark was willing to give us the stocks, but not the lottery numbers. So that's no. the way it goes. Well, maybe Lots. we can hit him at the sports page for the track or something like that. Insider trading, always for it. Absolutely, Martha. Hmm. <laughs> yes. You know, uh, would I don't you like do we to have... go to a women's prison, bro? <laughs> <laughs> I would if I had my choice. Oh, you know. Okay. <laughs> well, anyway, do we have time for this real quick? Go for, it. Go for it. You know, uh, according to this, this just blows my mind. According to some 10 million viewers tune in to Sunday morning news shows each week, and apparently most of these viewers are white men. Okay, Sunday morning, according. Sunday morning TV. Right. White that's, men. Acor- okay. that's according to the to the uh, liberal watchdog group Media Matters for America, okay. which they looked at, of course, all the big ones: the NBC, Meet the Press, uh, ABC's This Week, etc. And they were able to determine by gender a huge majority of the guests during that period were male, and even a larger majority of guests were white. And put together, the numbers show about two-thirds of all guests on the four networks are both male and white. And I'm wondering where Media Matters of America comes down on the participants uh, of Soul Train. (laughs) I mean, you know, equal opportunity here, folks. Something like that. Have you watched? I watch Soul Train occasionally when I'm flipping around on Saturday. No, I can't do that anymore. (laughs) <laughs> well, I just do I, it because I, I, it lands on that channel. I go, this is still on? Let's see if they've changed yeah, the they open. Did, oh. they, they did change it a lot. I've gone past and the, it. And, and then the guy that hosted, he still looks the same. I don't understand that. What, Don Cornelius is still yeah. on? Yeah. No. Yeah. Okay, maybe I'll have to tune in then. Okay, we have polyester. Mark Joyner coming up in just a minute on The Advertising Show. Make your advertising dollars work smarter. You're listening to The Advertising Show with Ray Schillens and Brad Forsyth. like to buy the world a home and furnish it with love. Grow apple trees. Welcome back to the Advertising Show. It's Ray Shillings and Brad Forsyth and our special guest out of uh, New Zealand. What, what do we say? Auckland, New Zealand, right? Yeah. Mark Joyner is author of Simpleology, The Simple Science of Getting What You Want. Mark is a number one best-selling author of over a dozen books translated in almost as many languages. He's widely recognized as one of the early pioneers of e-commerce, responsible for inventing, pioneering, and popularizing many of the technologies we take for granted today, like uh, an ice maker. No. Included uh, remotely uh, hosted hand tracking, electronic books, integration marketing, and many more. So are any of your books uh, translated into Korean, Mark? They are, as a matter of fact. In fact, I'm standing over a bookshelf right now where I, I, I very uh, vainly put uh, translations of some of my books. And um, two books before this have both been translated into Korean, and we've got deals now to uh, translate Simpleology into Korean as well. So okay. that's, uh, well, can that's you, can two you, versions I can read. There you go. Can you translate, uh, can you translate a sentence of uh, Simpleology into Korean for us right now? Uh, I could say, you know, uh, what do you want in simpleology? And, and in Korean, you'd say it one of several ways, depending on, on who you're talking to. But, yes. if, you know, if it's just a couple of, of uh, mates, as we say here in New Zealand, talking and chilling out and there's no respect, you might say something like, muwananya, like that. That's a very, very uh, blunt way of saying it. Okay. And, and does the title... Go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, does the title remain simpleology in these other languages? 
That's a really good question. Since it's a made-up word, they, they might have to say yeah, simpleology. Maybe in Korean you might say kandanjui. That would be the, the closest way to translate it. But I don't know if they're going to say it like that. It's a, a very interesting question. <laughs> okay. Anyway, well, welcome to the advertising show. Good to have you yeah, here. Thank you for having me. Yeah. And, uh, Ray, if we ever go out to that uh, favorite ch- uh, Korean restaurant that you like to go to, we'll make Either sure Mark is uh, yeah. joining us to translate and make Very sure we get good. all the good yeah, stuff. I'll, I'll have you know, bef- soup. Thank you. Yeah. Before we talk about the uh, about your new book, and by the way, congratulations. For regular listeners, they know that if we have an author on the show, we uh, we dig their stuff or they wouldn't be on the show. But uh, Simpleology, I highly recommend uh, this book. It's uh, published by Wiley, and it's uh, a great read. And we'll get more into uh, uh, the nuts and bolts of, of, of the book and, and what really uh, Mark has written about here. It's a very innovative idea, or uh, several ideas, I should say. And uh, if it's all about getting what you want, then uh, you'll need to pick up a, a copy of Simpleology. Uh, before we get into that, Mark, you know, as a successful Internet business consultant, uh, you've been called the godfather of Internet marketing. How, how did you get that title? Well, that's a good question. I, I just know that uh, you know back in the early days when there weren't any books about internet marketing, and I was uh, involved in marketing on the internet um, in uh, uh, just way back in 1994. Um, uh, people just started coming to me for answers, and then over time, as I started uh, you know writing books on the topic and uh, getting more recognition, it just sort of caught on at some point. So I, I guess about maybe five years ago, people started calling me that, and I. I've never used that myself, <laughs> but it sort of caught on for some reason. Well, and deservedly so. And having done some uh, research on you through our uh, through our uh, internet connections that we all uh, go to to see what the good, bad, and ugly is, we I saw some uh, something on uh, Joe Sugarman, who's been a guest here on the advertising show. Uh, for those that may not be familiar, best known, I guess, for blue bo- blue blockers and. Uh, uh, did a, and really the father also, while we're giving titles out, the father of uh, of the infomercial, if you will. You're friends with Joe. Absolutely. In fact, well, Joe Sugarman and Ted Nicholas and I and, and our wives all met up about two weeks ago in Melbourne, as a matter of fact. And, uh, yeah, Joe's just doing great. And you're absolutely right. He is, in fact, the father of the infomercial, and he just doesn't – most people don't recognize him for that. But that, that guy has innovated a lot. He's just a wonderful guy. He really is, and uh, go to theadvertisingshow.com, check out our archives if you'd like to hear the interview with uh, with Joe Sugarman. I understand uh, getting into a little bit of the, the marketing of uh, of your book, Simpleology, that, that portions of your book were online long before you, the book was published. And uh, I'm curious, if uh, was this part of your strategy for the marketing of the book? And, and isn't it a bit counterintuitive to think that people will actually pay for what, in a large part, was available for free on the Internet prior to publish? That's a really, really astute question. And, yeah, I mean, it was sort of part of the, the overall strategy in that sense. I mean, I closed down another company a few years ago, and it was just uh, starting this new one from scratch. And I knew that I had to, to build up a new base. And one of the best ways to build up a base is to give something away, as you guys know. But it's got to be something valuable. You know, you can't give something away that you couldn't otherwise sell, right? Great old marketing adage that I think is totally true. So we use that to build up the base, and then we leverage that into the promotion of the book. But the book is also a very integral part of the overall marketing uh, uh, mix as well, and I could get into that in more detail if you want. 
Yeah, we're going to talk a little bit about that because in the beginning uh, portion of your book, you refer to, uh, you know, you drive, you drive listener or readers, I should say, to, uh, back to the internet, which is a, a, a truly an innovative idea and a great way to, uh, uh, connect up with your, your readers. But before we get into that, uh, who did you have in mind when you wrote this book, Mark? Well, going against the, the great marketing wisdom that says you should never target everyone, um, I was actually kind of doing that in a sense. I wanted to make this, you know, a, a very human book. Um, but I suppose if we're going to, to narrow that group smaller, I mean, there are some people who are conscious of the fact that they, they want something and they just don't have it, and they're kind of a little bit lost as, as to how to do that. Or maybe they're, they're aware that there are ways that they can change their behavior to get the things that they want. Um, so, you know, really I, I wanted to make this universal in the sense that it, it addresses issues that just about everyone struggles with. And would it be fair to say that I guess if you're uh, totally happy with where you are and what you're doing, this is not the right book for you, but if you're the rest of the 90% percent of Americans out there struggling or questioning if you're uh, doing what you really enjoy doing and happy with what you're doing, then maybe this is the book for you. Absolutely. You know, I mean, there there are people out there who are, are quite content, but even them, you know, sometimes uh, they, they get something in mind that they want to do to take things to the next, next level because uh, satisfaction doesn't last our whole lives sometimes. No doubt about it. And, and let's talk a little bit before we get into the content of your book about how you encourage readers to uh, go online and to sync up with uh, with some things that you offer online before reading the book and the, the idea behind that. Sure. Well, the, the first thing is a, a book is a great credibility builder. Um, you know, if you see someone online, you really don't know who they are. Yeah, I mean, it could just be any old schmo now with, uh, you know, a, a basic Internet connection putting up a web page. And, and we all know that that's the case, right? Sometimes these things that look like great big companies uh, uh, aren't. You know, it's a, it's, it's a guy in a garage. And that's great for him starting up, but sometimes it means that your service is not going to be so good. So if you get a, a, a book published from you know, a great publisher like Wiley, I and mean, they're one of the, the, the big publishing houses, people automatically uh, see a bit more credibility. And as anybody in advertising and marketing knows, the, the frame of mind that people are in or the, the, the frame around the information of your marketing message is really tantamount to the success of that marketing message, sometimes even more so than the message itself. So that's the beginning of it, and then we entice people to go in with you know some free uh, companion courseware and free uh, productivity software that we give folks, and you know it's just pulling them one step further along in that whole marketing funnel. Our special guest is Mark Joyner, author of Simpleology, out of uh, Auckland, New Zealand. The Simple Science of Getting What You Want is the book. Uh, one of his websites became the 37th most visited website on the planet within six weeks of its release. Uh, you want to hear more? Well, come back. We've got a couple more segments with Mark, along with uh, Ray Shillings and Brad Forsyth. On The Advertising Show at theadvertisingshow.com is being powered by Shipple.com and a platform called Tendency. Check it out at Shipple.com. Back in just a minute. Why do more media professionals read IWantMedia.com? IWantMedia.com features reports from industry leaders and media personalities. IWantMedia.com gives you quick access to news, stats, trade orgs, and industry publications, and it's updated daily. Forbes says IWantMedia.com contains everything media professionals need to stay ahead of the game. The Washington Post calls it the source for the serious media geek. Do you get it? If you don't, you should. To sign up for free daily email alerts, visit IWantMedia.com. 
make informed decisions about your company's advertising strategy. This is The Advertising Show. Welcome back to the Advertising Show. It's Rachel and Brad Forsyth, and out of Auckland, New Zealand, our very special guest, uh, best-selling author Mark Joyner, author of Simpleology: The Simple Science of Getting What You Want. And Mark, we've got a web address here: freewebcockpit.com. Is that a great place to go to find out more about you? That's a perfect place to go, and folks will get some really cool stuff there as well. Cool deal. It's freewebcockpit.com. Anyway, welcome back to the show. Thank you. Yeah, and uh, Amazon.com, Simpleology, we'll get a copy of the book. And uh, the 20th caller, no, we don't do that, do we, Ray? (laughs) Not unless we give out your cell phone number. Well, that's true. I was thinking more about your home line would would work. uh, Nobody's home. No, it's a great book. Pick up a copy. Yeah, and let's uh, let's delve into a bit of the... uh, uh, the meat of what was been what's been written about and uh, a great book I must repeat uh, in your book uh, you talk about uh, in the beginning of your book Mark about how everything we see created in this world was once an idea in someone's head and of course I think most of us have maybe heard that concept before but I'm curious how does a person distinguish between a harebrained pipe dream in their head and an idea that has true potential they they have absolutely no way of knowing really <laughs> And, um, you know, that's the thing, right? Um, sometimes seemingly crazy ideas that uh, don't look very well thought out to others end up being wonderful ideas. And, and really, I think more than uh, sometimes the value of the idea itself, it's the, uh, you know, the gumption and the belief of the person behind the idea that really makes it a reality. I mean, I, I would go uh, any day with a decent idea executed with, with zeal, than with a brilliant idea, you know, uh, executed in a very lackluster way. You know, and it's true, I guess, that some of the best ideas do not seem obvious in the beginning that have the greatest potential, because if they were obvious, somebody else would have already had it, right? (laughs) That's very, very true. That's right. You know, uh, in the beginning of your book, you talk also about uh, being able to define what you really want as opposed to what you should want or what you think you want. Talk about the difference, if you would, please, Mark. Well, you know, we've got so many different uh, influences out there right now that are trying to program our minds. I mean, here we are on the advertising show, right? I mean, everybody knows what the, the purpose of advertising is. I mean, you're trying to sell people on ultimately your view of the world in such a way that will render the result of people buying your product. You know, not only do we have advertising, you know, we have uh, uh, cultural influences, we have uh, politicians, and they don't always have your best interests in mind when they use these various forms of influence. So you need to ask yourself uh, questions, and we have, you know, people do that in that web cockpit software we were just giving out. You know, we ask people to, to write down answers to, you know, hey, if I were blank, I would feel, you know, fulfilled and happy in my life. And then we just get them to sort of brainstorm through. And then before you know it, sometimes, you know, something really shines through and you go, wait a minute, that's really what I want. It wasn't all this crazy stuff that was somebody else's agenda. So it's, uh, you know, th- that's a very good point. I, I think, uh, do you think that oftentimes we're programmed to believe that what we're doing is what we want to do and it's programmed through either 
family or school or peer group or, or what our parents might have wanted us to do as opposed to really being able to get in touch, I guess, with what we truly want to do. And then sometimes that's very deep down inside and difficult to get after, wouldn't it be? I, I don't have, yeah, I don't have any doubt that that's going on. Um, I mean, we can all look at our own past and, and see that that's there. And yes, it's uh, sometimes those underlying assumptions that we grew up with are the most difficult to let go of. And they can also at times be the, the, the most damaging and limiting as well. You know, section one of your book, Mark, is called The Asylum, which I'm assuming suggests that we all live in a crazy world? Well, in a sense, the, the idea is that, you know, we're in an asylum. If you use the definition of insanity that says that insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results, right? But we do that. We do that all the time. But this asylum um, has invisible walls. See, just like you were saying, you know, we, we grow up with some of these influences and we're not aware of it. That's exactly what we're talking about. That's but one of many of the different invisible walls there that are, are creating limits around us that we can't see. But if we throw some paint up on those things, uh, it helps us navigate through that. We can say, oh, hey, that's what's uh, preventing me from thinking this way. That's what's preventing me from getting what I want. So you also suggest that the opposite of insanity, staying with that subject for a moment, is science. So are you suggesting that a, that there's more of a scientific-based approach to, to life and getting what you want? Well, in a general, you know, epistemological, philosophical sense, yeah. I, I mean, I would say if one is honest about the results that they're getting and they evaluate those things like a science as opposed to a wishful thinker or a, a magician then they're going to be getting better results. I mean, we just know from, you know, a look at history that, you know, scientists are ones who have been getting, you know, consistent results, you know, more so, um, you know, than others. Um, so I, I do believe that, yeah, I mean, that taking that in a general philosophical sense, it is a, a healthier uh, way to live your life. You know, you're you're a business uh, a business person with an Internet marketing background. I'm curious, how did you come to what? deciding upon writing a book with this kind of content that seems to be more philosophical in nature. But don't answer that question yet. That's called okay? a tease, I guess. <laughs> because if we did, we'd run into the uh, commercial. The bump music. And that's just not, you know, just not acceptable here in the advertising show. Right? Ray Shillings and Brad Forsyth, Mark Joyner. Simple Autology is the book, and we'll be back with more in just a How can 18 different companies all sell the exact same thing known as water? It starts here in Advertising Age, the leading source for marketing, advertising, media, and ideas. For almost 75 years, we've covered the most thought-provoking, groundbreaking stories in the industry, giving you the competitive edge to be a leader. Your job demands you not only have good ideas, but great ideas. And those great ideas have to start somewhere. And that somewhere is in the pages of Advertising Age and also online at adage.com. How can you get someone's attention if you don't have $10 million in a celebrity endorsement? It starts here in Advertising Age, the leading source for marketing, advertising, media, and ideas. For almost 75 years, we've covered the most innovative and groundbreaking stories in the industry, giving you the competitive edge to be a leader. The next big idea demands out-of-the-box thinking. Start your search for greatness in the pages of Advertising Age and also online at adage.com. Simplifying the complex world of advertising. To reach Ray and Brad with your questions, log on to theadvertisingshow.com. This is The Advertising Show. Mm. I love the sound of the rain. Mm. And I love the taste of your fresh brewed coffee. Oh. 
Thanks, but it's not fresh fruit. It's new Treka. It's spot like we said. Advertising show, Ray Shillings, Brad Forsyth, and a very special guest. You could say that Mark has always been an overachiever, uh, graduating at the top of his class at the Defense Language Institute, okay, among other things, uh, also a Bachelor of Science in Psychology. Uh, Mark Joyner is our special guest out of Auckland, New Zealand, author of Simpleology, the book uh, called The Simple Science of Getting What You Want. We got Mark for the show in one more segment. Welcome back, Mark. Thanks for having me. Yeah, and uh, as we set up last segment, we'll make it brief. Uh, business consultant, as you were, and I assume maybe still are to a degree, Internet marketing, your background. Uh, this book is really has a bit of philosophy, a little bit of uh, life lessons and advice and so forth. How, how does a guy go from your background in, in business and Internet marketing to, to being a little bit more, I don't know, philosophical and, and uh, how-to in terms of success? And, and how did you get there and how did you learn all this? Well, I've kind of been there and, and, and done that with, uh, you know, setting up internet businesses, and I've, you know, had some really great successes with that, some some outrageous failures as well. But I, you know, I wanted to start something different, you know, that was a little bit more meaningful to me personally, and that I thought, uh, it, you know, would really connect with people in a different way. So, you know, we started this, you know, this of course is connected with another company as well that we're actually running, and uh, you know, I just thought, uh, you know, it would be something that would be more fulfilling. It's something I wanted to do for a long time. It was kind of on, in the back of my mind. And it, you know, it's just always great to get to that point and say, you know what, I can actually do that now. So that's what that's kind of about. So it's uh, based on real-world real experiences, or is it also some uh, following and reading of other people's uh, advice and material? Well, there's a tremendous amount of research that went into it. I mean, you know, really it's, you know, hundreds and hundreds of books that, you know, that have been culled down to the information. I mean, it, most of it is not, uh, you know, original stuff. There, I think there are a couple of key concepts there that... Uh, I believe are unique, but uh, you know the vast majority of it is, is is pulled from other resources for sure. You know, you you describe something in your book, Mark, that you call the illusion of the double bind, and how this impacts our ability to get where we uh, where we want to go. First of all, uh, if you could, what is the double bind? Well, the double bind is a linguistic tool, and there's so many of these that that sort of uh, trick us into doing stuff that we don't want to do. And the double bind is just a case where you give people two equally unsavory options and if they see the world as having only those two options it puts them in, in one of those unsavory choices um, especially if you make one of those uh, choices something that that you want them to do and another one uh, far uh, less savory if I could say it that way mm -hmm. um, so uh, you know hey do you want to uh, go out with me on a date or, or take a bullet to the head right I mean obviously that's not a very realistic uh, thing, but we use far subtler examples of that kind of thing when we communicate with people, and it's used very, very frequently in various forms of influence. So if people can become aware that that's going on, they can see that the the solution to a double bind is not to accept one of the two uh, or answers that have been presented to them, but to take a third uh, as yet unseen answer. And when you open up your mind to the fact that that's there, you see the world in a different way. You know, I really related to uh, reading that because I can't tell you, and I think we all have experienced this, and uh, when somebody offers you a, an A or B, in your head you're going like this, are those my only two choices? And if I guess if you're doing that, then you're, you're doing exactly what you're suggesting one should do. Mm, absolutely. You know, you, you also talk about uh, the concept of invisible walls, and, and I'm curious, uh, is it just enough to be aware uh, that, that invisible walls exist, or is there something more that we should be doing? 
Well, I, I think it's a lifelong process, and I'll give you a little example here, a little tiny demonstration that will let you know how, how subtle this is and how it's just not the, the simple awareness that they're there, but the fact that you've got to study them. Um, so I'll just tell you, you know, last night when I was coming home from my office, um, I walked uh, to our apartment in a little suburb called Dartnell, and I stopped at a little uh, shop called uh, Newtown. And then I went in, and uh, you know, my wife and I watched some TV. Okay, now uh, let me stop that se- that sentence, which seems completely unrelated to what we're doing. And let me just ask you for a second: Did you ever question that there was a uh, a, a town called Dartnell in New Zealand when I was telling you that, no. or a shop called Newtown? No, of course not. No, not not even for a second, right? Right. Well, right. Dartnell doesn't exist. Mm-hmm. Neither does Newtown. Okay, and the the fact of the matter is, uh, if people are doing this. This is the, the use of a tool called the, the presupposition. They're doing it all the time, and your brain has to accept that those statements were accurate. Why? Because it was a presupposed as true statement underneath sure. what was said. So that's just a, that little example is one of the many many ways that these things manifest. So you, you've got to make a lifelong study of it, really. Wow. Okay. You know, and you know, like, uh, by the way, after the show, yeah. Brad, I want to go to that mm-hmm. pub in the Dartnell. Uh, yeah. I, well, I was <laughs> yeah. there earlier this week, and you wouldn't believe the babes in there. Oh yeah, it's uh, <laughs> it's good. It's called Jugs and Mugs. Oh no, Ray. <laughs> That's a real restaurant, by the way. All I, I know didn't is make you, that up. What, why you went in there with a fistful of ones is beside the point. Because uh, it was dollar to- beer night. That's why. Do we anyway, have time? No, we're well, actually we're way we're out of time. Oh but, my goodness. You know what? It's been fun, Mark. Uh, continued success, and we no doubt that you will have that author of Simpleology, the Simple Science of getting what you want, go to freewebcockpit.com and to find out more. And Mark, uh, it's been a pleasure having you here. Likewise. Back in just a minute with more with Ray Shillings and Brad Forsyth on The Advertising Show. You're listening to The Advertising Show with Ray Shillings and Brad Forsyth. Some most happy fellas, the four lads for Ford. Standing on the corner, watching all the Fords go. Thanks again to uh, Mark Joyner, our special guest today here on the advertising show. Simpleology, the simple science of getting what you want. We've got uh, uh, James Dale coming up uh, this next weekend, former CEO of WB Donor and Company, author of The Obvious All You Need to Know in Business, period. Not period, but the word period. So that's that's next week on the advertising show. This absolutely amazes me. Quick uh, here for Spanish, uh, uh, selling Spanish TV to ad buyers. Uh, Considering that Latinos make up the largest ethnic group in the United States, Latino buying power is on an upward march. If you figure Spanish language networks would be fighting advertisers off, but that is not the case. I'm sure you know that. Uh, This, uh, well, actually a couple of weeks ago, the bulk of the commercial time for the upcoming television season was sold uh, in the upfronts, Univision and Telemundo will have to uh, make uh, hard sells as well for the uh, the season. Advertising spending on Spanish language media has been growing. It really is. It's on an upswing, 14 percent uh, last year from 05, but only 3.2 percent of uh, total national television and print advertising is directed at Spanish markets in Spanish language. What's more recent research by the Association of Hispanic Advertising Agencies uh, says that uh, the country's top 250 advertisers, about 100 don't market in Spanish at all. I don't understand that. Many of those that do aim at the Spanish, they, they spend less than 1% 
of their emo- uh, promotional budget at Latinos. So hmm. you've got 250 advertisers, about 100 don't advertise at all, and of those that do, only 1% uh, hit the Latinos. I, I don't, quite, uh, don't quite get that. It's like no. these people have money, and that's a good thing. So right. well, how about selling your product? We've had people on from that trade org, AHA, as we call it, yes. Association of Hispanic Advertising Agencies, and... I think we need to get uh, someone back from uh, either the advertising field and yeah. that specializes in Hispanic marketing, or someone from that trade org, because uh, it's something that you know our audience needs to hear more about. I think so too. Uh, why don't we take a break here for uh, Jeffrey Gittimer. Uh, today he's talking about be a success. Talk about your successes. It's a great way to market yourself as well. Let's listen. Quick Takes on Sales and Customer Relations with Jeffrey Gittimer, nationally syndicated columnist in the network of city business journals and other great publications worldwide. If you're offended by common sense commentary, don't you dare listen. Now, here's Jeffrey. Here's your challenge. Capture your success stories in every way possible. Hey, when you do something memorable in your company or your life, very few people ever know about it. Well, actually, far fewer than when you screw up. How come? That's a simple answer. You didn't tell anybody. You just expect people to find out on their own. And in business, that's a huge mistake. When a memorable event occurs within your company or with a customer, here's a few avenues of exposure that you can capture for others, including all your customers, to see your accomplishments. How about a letter of testimony, or an audio tape interview, or an article in the newspaper, or an article in your own newsletter, or an article in their newsletter, or a call in a talk show report, a blurb on the news, as a part of a testimonial advertising campaign, or a video shoot in their location using your product. Once you capture the event, baby, maximize it. When you do something great, or something great happens, capture it and reproduce it for all to see. So here's the big three steps to take to maximize your exposure and get known for all the good things you do. Number one, document your success. Number two, replicate or duplicate your loyal actions. And number three, tell everyone. Quick takes on sales and customer relations from The Advertising Show, the only radio show in America featuring Jeffrey Gittimer as a regular weekly guest. To learn more about his books, tapes, CDs, and speaking engagements, log on to Gittimer.com, G-I-T-O-M-E-R.com. And tune in next week when we'll hear Jeffrey say, This is Jeffrey Gittimer reminding you that if no one responds to your ad, it may be because your ad sucks. Hope you're enjoying the show today. If you are, tell a friend. If you're not, tell a friend. That's fine. That's good marketing as well. <laughs> True. Yeah. What do you have there? <laughs> well, uh, beginning next fall, Ray, NBC viewers won't just watch their favorite shows. They can also be a part of the action along with the network's uh, TV upfront presentations that you were just mentioning uh, that was made to advertisers recently. NBC Digital Entertainment also unveiled a new interactive feature for shows like The Office, one of your and my favorites I know we've sure. mentioned here on the show. Yeah. NBC.com online office will encourage users to work for Dunder Mifflin, creating their own branches and completing uh, weekly corporate tasks. Uh, local branches that successfully complete tasks may be integrated into the actual on-air episode of oh, the show. That's a great idea. It is, and, and NBC.com also will launch a new soap opera web exclusive called Coastal Dreams, and the team with uh, iVillage along, along will uh, 
uh, produce an online extension of the new show called Lipstick Jungle. So they're getting, uh, they're figuring out a way to take traditional television and, and bring some interli- uh, interactive online participation. Absolutely. It sure has changed. You know, years ago when you and I were kids, uh, you're watching the, the major networks, of course, that's all there was. You saw real television on there. Now mm-hmm. all of you, all you see is infomercial type stuff on the weekends on the, uh, you know, yeah. uh, with, with a few exceptions, of course, from sports right. and all that kind of stuff. What a changing uh, face of, uh, of the, uh, entertainment industry we're seeing here as well and obviously we're going to see a lot more of that too uh, the obvious all you need to know in business period is our guest next week James Dale former CEO of WB Donor and Company and uh, we invite you to uh, visit the advertisingshow.com throughout the week and tell your friends too being brought to you by Advertising Age magazine visit online at adage.com 